Hi, this is Kev Legs Walker, and you are about to hear a podcast of an interview that appeared on Shades of Blues here on The Cat. And there will be plenty more as we delve into the archives. Sit back and enjoy. I'm delighted to say, in my continuing quest to bring you music from around the world, we now travel over to the Netherlands, where I am now joined by Michelle Denise, otherwise known as Sugar Queen. Michelle, are you well? Hi, how are you? Yeah, I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I'm soldiering on, as you have to do at my age, but uh, we shan't go into that. <laughs> um, okay. You originally started playing classical piano, didn't you? I did. Um, I started piano kind of late for, well, for for a classical pianist, I should say. Um, and I really got into uh, classical music. Uh, I did. I got a scholarship at university. But I think, you, you know, hearing all kinds of music, because my parents were really into gospel and jazz and blues, that it just, well, I just heard everything. Um, but I'm glad I did start actually with classical music first just to get a foundation so do you still play piano well i have gotten very lazy because i have a fantastic keyboard player and hammond player because i don't play hammond um you know and he may he's so good he just makes me lazy i don't don't even want (laughs) to play that much you know really (laughs) he is fantastic and of course you'll hear him on the new cd better days well he could play the high notes and you play the low notes well you know he just does he he would push me off the bench really (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you mentioned there about the the gospel music and you were the director and vocalist for several gospel and classic choirs weren't you i was i mean you know it, it was really a good fit because of course, I had to go to church every Sunday. I shouldn't say I had to, uh, but I did. And then, you know, you, well, let me back up a little bit. I started uh, taking piano, actually, in the church. You know, I told uh, the minister that I really did love to play piano. So he actually talked to the director who was playing the piano at the time. Let's see if there are other kids who want to play piano and set up you know, I guess a base of musicians for the church. So that's how it's how I started. But then I really got beyond her capabilities. And then I went to uh, someone who was in really great with classical music, because that was my direction. So I actually started piano in the church. I've interviewed numerous people who have come through via gospel music and church music. And if you look back at some of the greats, uh, I mean, Aretha Franklin, she was a gospel singer when she started out. So you, you're following in the, the footsteps of many, many good singers. Well, I think, you know, and, and it's a great way to get a kind of a, a, a well-rounded uh, education in music, because if you look at it, you know, gospel, really, then you've got blues and you've uh, you've got jazz. So And you've got musicians in the church who actually play they play all three uh, because they might play on Sunday morning, but Saturday and Friday, you know, they've been in the club playing. So you get a well-rounded education of musicians, and that is wonderful. 
This is one of the preconceptions that some people have, that if you sing, play, or listen to gospel music, then that's all you're listening to, and you're not listening to blues and other styles of music. But you were listening to all of that when you were younger. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's not that that you just don't listen to other music, because you do. I mean, my parents, they loved everything um, at that time, they loved even listening to comedy that was recorded, you know, Mom's Mavely and all of these really older um, artists. And there was there was a well-roundedness to that, which we don't have a, enough time in this interview to touch on. But, mm. um, you know, because my, my parents were really into civil rights, and so they, my father definitely, he listened to a lot of things. And of course, now it it always starts to make sense later on in life. You know, at first, I didn't really like the blues, because I thought it was just really depressing as a kid. Um, and then you start, it all becomes part of this puzzle. And then the puzzle is put together, and you see it and you're well rounded in music. So, um, you know, my mom, she loves, she loved gospel, but she listened to other music as well. So, I think it's a it's a really good way of getting into uh, you know when you start with gospel, you see where it all fits. I've said it numerous times on this show and in other interviews that you mention blues to people and they quite often think it's I woke up this morning and my dog was dead. But it, it's much more than that. It can be so uplifting as well. Right. It could be you know somebody's got my husband and I ain't gonna get him back. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you you were saying that uh, classical was your leading, that's what you were going for. So what was it that turned you on to the blues then? Was it a particular track or something you saw? You know what? It's really, it's crazy. You know, it it became, I got into blues really late. You know, uh, actually my father had already passed away when uh unfortunately so he never was able to hear any of my blues which you know really saddens me because he would have just been over the moon and most a lot well a lot of my songs i write uh of, of course you know, i don't know if you know this about my family our situations uh that i've either lived or heard or family everything so um he's really and especially on this the last cd he's really plays a, a major part uh, in in the blues but I really didn't get into the blues until later in life so I think it's something you grow into well your debut CD was released back in 2016 which is only five years ago yeah I mean well I had done music for other people I you know but I just didn't do anything for myself I didn't think I could actually write songs you know that was a big i was really scared to to do it but i just said okay i'm gonna try it and what the heck you know either people are gonna love it or they're gonna hate it on that uh, debut album 340 blues there's a track on there sugar queen blues groove that is so funky it, it, well you know it tells really a lot if people really listen they will know so much about me because see i love funk also um, you know, I could say I'm a funketeer. I mean, I love the bass. I love hearing something really groovy and funky and you can dance to it. And I wanted to 
let people hear a Sugar Queen CD and everybody can listen to it and say, oh, I love that one. Oh, but I like that. You know, so it could be somebody who's really into Chicago blues, somebody who's very traditional, somebody who likes a little bit of funk, somebody who might even like a little bit of a country feel to it. So that first CD, I wanted people to feel uh, a lot of, you know, enjoy it. A lot of different people can enjoy it. So, and I think I accomplished that. This is the thing, if you say you're a blues artist, people put you in that pigeonhole. But you've been inspired by all types of music, and obviously that will come through in your music. Yeah, I mean, it really did. And, uh, you know, the live CD kind of was starting what I... um, And that was, you know, starting to tell stories. Because the first CD, it didn't tell the story I wanted it to because I was just, you know, I was, like I said, scared to death writing my own music. But then... Someone said, you know, you've got a, a story to tell. And then I thought, okay, I may not have so many stories, but my family has a lot of stories. Going back to the 1800s, because I was doing the genealogy of my father's family. And then those stories started coming out, and I was able to express my feelings in their lives through writing, starting on that, the second CD. And Hold Your Drink is, you know, it's really, it's about moonshining, you know, and it started also with the first CD with Moonshine Bill, but, um, you know, that's something that is just a norm, was a normal thing, and it it was just part of everyday life. Well, the album Better Days has been described as written with a personal narrative which explore your African and American roots, and this is what you're saying, this is telling your story or your family's story. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it starts out with I'm that kind of woman, and I and everyone says, well, that's not really a story, but it is because I really grew up around strong women. I'm from the South, you know. We we have women who just are strong, mm. and I wanted to <clears throat> convey that on on the CD. But better days, of course, it, it's a dual, it's a dual title of what's happened with my family's history that everybody was always looking for better days but also we were because during corona it was you know well we're still going with through that everybody was searching for better days Mm. and i really wanted to convey that and your vocal style has been described as sometimes sweet voiced and sometimes bombastic is that just the way you perform (laughs) or (laughs) I I say that in the nicest possible (laughs) way, I assure you. Uh, Yeah, um, no, you know, it is. You know, I can be sweet, and you hear it. uh, Well, if you listen to the track, Eleven Only Keeps a Man, you know, it is really sweet. And it really talks about, because of the, the the second CD, I talk about how my big mama told me the only way I'm going to get a man is if I can cook. But on the you know, and I really talk about that. And but then I'm really sweet about this. Loving only keeps a man because it's not really the cooking that keeps a man; it's the loving. You know, uh, <laughs> that's the sweet side. And then hold your drink. I think really was just um, I like it. You know, mm. I like to tell that story, and and so I'm not always sweet. <laughs> Most of the Who time, is? But not Who is? Yeah. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> and I also saw in the notes there that uh, one person described you as the band's pace setter. And that, but of course, that comes from because you've not seen me live yet. Um, yet, yes. I, I have this. 
<laughs> I have this, this I, I think I'm directing with my right hand. I always do that because and it's just, it's not really, I think for the drummer, it's because he's doing his thing. He knows what he's doing. I think that comes from choir directing, you know, and um, we all, I think we all set the pace, but definitely I think that, you know, I, as telling the story, it can go a different, it can go many ways. And the band that so, you've got, the, the Straight Blues Band, are these people that you've known for a while, or were there was there an audition process? We, when I first started out, you know, I didn't really know any any musicians, uh, and then I had musicians from Belgium and Holland, and then you know we've changed as it always does. You know, a band evolves, and so I was searching for the band, and it wasn't that there was anything wrong with the former musicians, but uh, I think. Sugar Queen had to grow into her own, and the stories that I was telling, some people couldn't, uh, well, it wasn't their genre, you know, and definitely gospel has a feel with a Hammond, and you have to know that, and our Hammond player is really good with gospel, and our drummer is a shuffle king. He's got to have that tight shuffle. Our bass player can play anything, to be honest. I mean, you know, he's just a, a jack-of-all-trades. And the guitarist, uh, I knew we've been together from the beginning. He writes a lot of nice songs. He wrote uh, Ned Calhoun, well, Mr. Calhoun. He wrote Give Sugar, and also he's writing uh, Shake Off Them Blues. So he, you know, he, he's great, and we, we get along very well. So So we've had some changes. The band you've got now, this is the band you've been aiming for for years i you know I, I i think you know i i can say that i mean i knew from the beginning what i wanted and but i think i wanted to do 340 and see what happened you know and see am i a songwriter then go to the next step okay now i want to tell a story but then that story wasn't complete and i had i'd written better days actually three years ago but i knew at that time that band some of the guys, I didn't think that that was their, they couldn't tell the story, you know, and it's, I I don't want to say, no, they're not capable, because they are capable, but, but there is a way of telling a story that makes it so believable that it touches someone, and I think these guys accomplished that on better days. Yeah. I've noticed a couple of times throughout the course of the interview that you refer to Sugar Queen almost in the third person. Like, it's a separate entity to Michelle. So do you have to get in that mindset when you're going on stage? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, some people that know me, well, I don't know. I think sometimes I am Sugar Queen and sometimes I don't think I am. I When I'm on stage, I become somebody different, so much so that there are times I don't really remember what happens on stage <laughs> once I'm finished. But, yeah, I think that, it. you know, I, I, I do refer to Sugar Queen as a, a different a, separate entity i mean now uh, i well maybe i think i always have but she encompasses everything that i want to say and sometimes don't that, that's a good way of putting it i like that have you got plans yeah. for another cd <laughs> i just got this one out my god you're really <laughs> i'm um, sorry <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're going to have to call it a day, but we've not even talked about when you played for a king over in Malaysia. We need to, <laughs> <laughs> we need to do this again sometime. Yes, we, I, I loved it. I mean, 
you are unbelievably, it's like sitting on a sofa and talking to an old friend. So Aww. you are unbelievably magnificent with Bless that. you, Dalton I really Zoss. appreciate it. Bless you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's true. It's true, yeah. Are you flirting with me, madam? <laughs> well, that's Sugar Queen. That's not me. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. And I hope you enjoyed that little interview there. And there will be more as we record more for the show. And we are going to delve into the archives and pull some of the old ones out as well. So, plenty more to come. And of course, if you want to hear the whole show, there is always Listen Again. I'll see you next time. Take care.